What's up, everyone? Uh, welcome to another sensational, exciting episode of the Curious K podcast. Uh, my name is Kolakbo, and I'm your host. And this is the month of July. This is the second half of the year. And it's really exciting for me because uh, this is going to be the start of the second season of the Curious K podcast. Uh, uh, the first episode was launched on 30th of June uh, 2021 and how time flies. Uh, I'm very excited. Uh, we, we are in the second season of the podcast and a big shout out to all the listeners and all the guests that has been on the show so far. Uh, so let's get right into it. This episode uh, features Ogoli Kelvin, uh, who is the co-founder and CEO at Co-Trust Equity. And Co-Trust Equity is a finance and credit providing company that announces extensive knowledge of target audience, peculiarities and cultures to provide unique credit plans to banked and unbanked in the rural or suburban MSMEs in Nigeria and sub-Saharan Africa. And it's very, very exciting for me to have Kelvin uh, on the show today. And uh, before I just bring in Kelvin, I'll just quickly talk about when we met. And I think that was in 2015. Uh, it was during the Chivas, uh, the venture pitch competition in 2015. Uh, can you remember that, Kelvin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very well. I can, I can. I mean, I can. I could picture the whole... Yeah, the old um, Shiva's process and everything. <laughs> yeah, I can. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you very much, Calvin, for joining us today on, on the Curiosity Podcast. It's an honor to have you on the show. Yeah, thank you to Kolakpo. Um, I'm happy to be in here. I'm happy to be in here. I look forward to this. And uh, yeah, it's finally happening. So uh, I'm so happy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think, I mean, 2015, just like seven years ago, how time flies. And when I was just trying to do like background research uh, before this podcast, I came across your video again. All right. Your oh. pitch at um, the Unreasonable Institute. You oh. know, and I can still see the passion, the energy, because I mean, it was just very <laughs> exciting how you were able to communicate what you were doing there. Yeah. And I think you brought that same energy to ventures. Were you, were you like top, were you selected as the finalist for? Chivas then or what was the outcome I can't really it's kind of blurry for me right now oh okay okay yeah so so for for Chivas we um you know we're um five um is it five or six 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 finalists that that um that skate through after this uh semi-final um process and uh, yeah I can remember very well and uh, uh so I think it was just two 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 fine two for two uh, persons we had picked, I and um, this lady was her name. Uh, I can't remember her name again, but I know she's she's, she's one of the special advisors to um, the governor of um, is it Ogu State or yeah Ogu State thereabouts. Um, Angel, yeah Angel, yeah her name is Angel, fresh direct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I mean, four of us were were uh, picked as um, uh, the winners, but I mean, um, she was preferred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. She was the preferred one among the two of us. Yeah, right. I mean, it was a tough one. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember yeah. the pitch event as well. Yeah. Uh, for those listening, I was I was building talking books at that point. It was an audiobook platform. And what we were trying to do is to uh, showcase unique African content to the world. That was what I pitched then. 
and and I can remember one of the judges see how do how do yeah. chocolate Marco, city right? yeah chocolate city yeah I think it was part of the judges <laughs> I mean it was really <laughs> exciting I mean all yeah. time flies so can can you tell yeah. us about what you were building then can you just tell us about that Okay okay so so basically what we were doing then was um we were running a social enterprise that focused on um using planet friendly techniques to convert uh, um agriculture and environmental waste into low cost feeds for for smaller farmers yeah so basically we're trying to uh, uh major goal then was was to lower the cost of animal protein um like like egg fish and um, and you know and meat Right. So, and one way we we felt we could really do that was to tackle the root cost. And the root cost basically was um, the expensive feeds that farmers, you know, uh, the conventional expensive feeds that farmers get, you know, to 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 feed their their poultry and the livestock. Yeah. And um, so we decided to tackle the root cost, uh, which was to find an alternative to what's already existing in the market, and that was to come up with uh, um, an alternative feeds. That is less expensive, easy to assess. Uh, uh, we were able to, to, you know, come up with um, a new um, feed formula that um, that re- that requires um, that's less expensive, right? And uh, raw materials are readily available, and um, also it's easy for for farmers to to use to feed their livestock. And some of those raw materials we we, we formulated into these low cost feeds where materials gotten from breweries, industries, um, uh, farm organic waste, um, you know, fruits, uh, waste from, from fruits, juice companies. Yeah. So, so at the end of the day, we were, we were able to formulate um, a new kind of feed made from, from little, um, uh, no cost um, raw materials. Yeah. So that was what we were doing then. And, and we we're able to, you know, um, Get these fees to to the hands of uh, smaller farmers across the country, um, and uh, after some time, we recorded some increase in their profit margin. Uh, we realized that uh, farmers could easily use the money they use in buying one feed to one bag of 25 kg feeds to actually buy maybe three or four of our own um, 25 kg feeds. Yeah, yeah. So basically, that was all we we're doing then. Yeah, and I think. You know, when I was watching your video again on YouTube at the Unreasonable Institute, I, I, I still can really connect to the problem. I mean, you're trying to solve. Uh, yeah. Because I have, like, uh, where I live, in the estate where I live, there is someone that has, like, a farm, you know, in his, like, compound. So I go there to buy, like, uh, chicken broilers from him, you know, yeah. from time to time. And this guy still complains about how expensive you know feeds, these yeah. feeds are i mean this is like seven six years after you've so w- w- how do you think this has like impacted the farmers are you still working actively on the company what changed were you able to raise investment can you just give us that you know sneak peek into how that evolved or how are you able to communicate that you know uh, formula to formulas maybe across your community and scale that beyond it okay so so um so currently at the moment we're not running the, the, the company again. And um, so sometime uh, in 2019, uh, we, 2019 and early 2020, um, yeah, we had to shut down. And one of the reasons we shut down was because we were 
um, right, we're, we're incurring more costs in terms of operations. So operations, uh, so basically power, right? So you need you need constant power for you to to constantly carry out your operations. So for us, we're running on diesel, right? And diesel was becoming expensive and expensive and expensive. So so all the profit we're making, you know, from the low cost of these, we're going into you know into uh, power consumption. Yeah. So 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 what we did was to um, come up with um, uh, before we shut down, what we did was to come up with another formula. Uh, which we called um, 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 feeds from the bus. So we decided to, you know, um, since we can't produce at the moment, right? So let's why don't us teach farmers, you know, how to produce their how to produce their own feed. So we carried out the first pilot, uh, you know, second pilot that we prototype, and uh, you know, uh, yeah. So we're able to to teach some farmers in our community, not just our community, but um, other communities to farmers um, how to produce their own feeds from these readily available, low-cost um, raw materials in the environment. Yeah. So, 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 but before then, we realized that uh, um, technically, right? So, farmers who so, who depends one hundred percent on conventional feeds, right? So, uh, don't stay in the market, you know, up to maybe two years. You know, after the first cycle, especially for layer farmers, after the first eighteen months, you know, they can't continue. Why? Because uh, the feeds keep the prices of feeds keeps going up and up and up. And at the end of the day, when they sell these their livestock, even the eggs, right? When they sell the, the poultry, the eggs, and you know they don't recover, you know as much profit they need to make, you know to keep the business um, and going. Yeah. So some of most of them after the first eighteen months, two years, you just see them going out of business and you know start um, thinking of something else to do. So so the challenge. I mean, it's a it's a big challenge in the country. You know, um, a lot of a lot of a lot of bottlenecks, a lot of middlemen, yeah, in the whole, in the whole process. You know, making it difficult for smaller farmers, yeah, to really rise and become sustainable. At the end, power to the cost of diesel. Uh, maybe diesel, maybe a liter of diesel then was like two hundred or one ninety, maybe. But now it's. At eight hundred or over. Yeah, really? yeah, over eight hundred. Some sell for eight hundred plus now. Wow, that's like over four hundred percent price increase. Price, yeah, yeah, increases. I mean, it's 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 unbelievable. I mean, well, I mean, the impact of you know some of like these you know, uh, you know, price increase you know can affect businesses and you know make businesses close shop so did you explore fundraising at that point or what was like the business model because you said you i mean you've been able to effectively reduce the cost of feed right that was yeah. like the initial goal but in trying to even make this happen uh the money you're saving now is now going into power diesel yeah. costs and all that and um so essentially that is that that affected business right so in that yeah. process do you explore fundraising were investors interested to help out or you just felt like okay or were you bootstrapping all through to to be able to get to like a certain uh revenue and you decided like oh this is not we just have to switch our business oh okay okay so so i mean after our first um yeah, so my in 2014, my co-founder and I, uh, Men and Blessing, were at the Reasonable Institute in the U.S. And um, you know, after the whole 
um, reasonable processes. Yeah, we got an angel investor, right, to give us um, some some form of funding, and uh, you know, uh, then coming back to Nigeria, you know, we got some really good people interested in what we're doing. Yeah, but I mean, you know, uh, keep promising and promising and. Uh, not fulfilling, yeah. So we had a lot of meetings back and forth, you know, traveled uh, to Buja, Lagos, uh, different places, you know, uh, just to make sure that we get the right investors on board, right? So, but, um, I mean, it wasn't really working out uh, for us. So, but um, we decided to get the money comes in, yes, comes in, put it back into the business. So we're doing that, uh, trying to, you know, build them, um, some form of financial um, um, power, right, for, for us to a certain stage where we can then say, okay, I mean, this is what we've been able to do with what we have, and this is the progress we've made, and uh, this is where, I mean, where we are going to, right? So, but um, in the peak of uh, um, early 2020, yeah, the whole thing just went um, uh, a different, took a different turn entirely on us. And yeah, so that's where we are at the moment. Hmm, interesting. I mean, building is, is really tough. And um, yeah. so how, how did that evolve to co-equity? So after the switch, what, what happened? Can you walk us through that? Okay, so um, talking about the switch, that means I have to talk about my co-founder too uh, in the whole process. Yeah, so so um, in 20, uh, 2019, or right from 2018, 2019, so my co-founder, um, right, Alet, and um, he decided to start up his own company uh, in Lagos, right? So he left Delta State to, to Lagos, started up his own company, uh, focus on uh, biotechnology, uh, cultural biotechnology, and also um, biosecurity too, right? So what, uh, when he left, um, I was the only one left to run, to keep running the whole, the whole process. And um, Right, so well, it was a tough one for me, right? You know, you beat something with a co-founder from the very beginning, and, um, you know, things were really going the way as planned, and, and you know, your co-founder left, so you just have to really make some, some really tough decisions, right? So um, from there, I switched over to, to, um, to what, what I was doing before um, called um, AgroV, Right, so from on fire, I switched over to Agrovi, and in Agrovi, so I was doing consulting. Uh, I was also producing feeds too, but doing more of consulting. So I had people working for producing feeds. We were doing consulting. We were doing um, uh, even even crop farming, yeah, just to keep the whole the whole thing going, right? So, but we're making profit. We're making we're generating revenue, but it wasn't it wasn't really 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 much. Uh, as profitable as we thought it would be, why because more of it was going to servicing um, the the company we were we were running, right? So um, in 2020, late 2020, um, I mean, I went back to you know take some courses on finances, uh, you know, community development, uh, micro lending, and uh, yeah, so I realized that okay, fine, I've had some successes in the agricultural space, right? So it's time for me to move to move forward, to move on to 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 something to something better. But also in line, uh, in same line of helping small older farmers, micro uh, traders, right? So uh, so that was what gave birth to 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 um, co-trust equity. Right. So taking the lesson we learned from from uh, from uh, hello, fire, hello, Kelvin. Right, uh, dealing with Kelvin. Can yeah. you hear me? 
Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I lost. I can hear you very well. Yeah, I lost you for some seconds. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I'm sorry about that. Uh, I'm just trying to to recollect. So I think you mentioned like like the it wasn't like profitable as you thought. So you took a course. I think it was after that yes. point. I think uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So 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 um, I mean, experiencing those those challenges, right? Um, uh, we like keep bootstrapping. So I decided to you know um go back to take some courses and finance and then uh, you know uh, micro lending, community development, just to fully understand. Amazing. And, and so, what, what, what is the business model around these micro-lending for farmers? How do, you, how do you engage or reach out to them? You know, is it a solution that you're very excited about? Can, can you tell us about that? Okay, yeah, thank you very much. So, so basically, we run um, um, two business. We're, okay, our business model is divided into two. So, one of them is the um, cluster model, which, which involves... Um, you know, um, micro traders, right, coming together to form a community or a cluster. So the reason why we do, why we run a cluster model is because um, micro traders, some of them, majority of them are on banks and they don't really have the capacity to to assess funding on their own as, as individuals. So, so, by micro, so by micro traders, what, what, what do you mean by that in terms of the, how much they revenue or how much they can access can you can you break that down yes yes so so um it could come in from the two um from 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 the two sides how much they can assess and they are are, you know their daily revenue weekly revenue monthly revenue so a very good example of micro trader is the lady who who has a shop uh, in front of her house uh the lady who rules a wheelbarrow selling you know food or the lady who sells you know, uh, let me get to um, plantain, which is comfortable and fish uh, at the roadside. So the lady who says at the market was a small shop at the market. Yeah, so those are all micro traders. And we realize that these micro traders, they are responsible for providing um, daily um, services for, I mean, more than 100 million Nigerians um, daily, right? So because these are the people, when you wake up in the morning, their shop is the closest to your house, right? I mean, yeah, so so um so their trading capacity most times a day is usually between you know five thousand to twenty thousand there or even some some even as far as um thirty thousand there, right? So those are their trading um, um capacity, right? So their monthly So that's like capacity. ten that's like ten dollars to fifty dollars. That range. Uh, y- yes, 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 we could we could yeah, we could classify that too. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It falls within that range too. So those are the um, trading trading capacities. So, but basically, these micro micro traders are the ones who um, who we deal with on daily basis, right? Uh, they are, like as I said, they are the ones when you wake up in the morning. They are the ones you see, and they are the ones you buy things from. You know, the quick the quick um, things you just need just to get going. And then yeah, so uh, and we realized that these these micro traders in the country they they, they provide daily needs uh, services for over you know 100 million nigerians uh you know on on daily basis yeah all right interesting i mean that so so where did you launch this i mean did you have like a pilot or how did you get into the market and we also talk about licensing as well so do you, i mean if you can break that down for us 
Okay, yeah. So so we we we, we started um, officially October last year, right? So but before then, for October we've been running uh, pilots and testing the model to see how uh, it works very well. Yeah, yeah. So 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 basically, like I was explaining to to you earlier on, uh, the the model is um uh it's it's a two way. So we have the cluster system, and also too we have the um the um, um, individual system. So individual system is um, is a uh, where these micro traders, right, would easily locate um, clusters on their own, right. So they could locate clusters through uh, through our web app. You know, they could just type the location on their web app, and from there they get across to you know they, they see different uh, um, clusters and communities within their business location, and you know they just tap. Due diligence is done in middle of the sports, and you know when they when they pass the process, they get funded like like almost immediately, right? So then on the cluster part of it, so they could um you know the cluster champion uh you know goes out to look for these micro traders you know and track them into his or clusters, and from there they assess funding, and you know they continue running their 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 business. So then the bad licensing. So what basically what we have at the moment is a local license. So the local license. The license you get from, you know, from the court that permits you, from the court that permits you to operate uh, your your lending, um, um, to carry out your lending practice, you know, on a local level, right? So, but at the moment we're currently trying to get our um, um, C, our MFB license uh, with, uh, from from CBN. So I've started the process already. So, and then we're hoping that in the next couple of months, our license from from CBN will be out. So once that comes out. Um, it gives us the the opportunity to you know to do and go far away as as far as we want to go. Amazing. And um, during the pilot until now, I mean, what has been like the default rate? You know, how is that? I mean, is it very high? Is it very low? I mean, I mean, for the cluster part, uh, and for the individual, you know, part as well. Okay, so so um, I mean, if I tell you that the default rate is just like uh, you know maybe zero point zero two percent, I mean it's 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 hard to believe, right? So because wow. you know somebody, I mean somebody told me something that that you know um, that in the lending business where the challenge is is not in giving out the money, right? I mean you could see one million people that wants to collect money today. If you say you are giving out money today, trust me, in the next one hour you will have one million people in your doorstep, right, waiting to collect loans. From you, but where the challenge is is in retrieving back uh, the money. So, so what we decided to do was, to, you know, I mean, that whole cluster system um, solves a lot of the challenge. Why? Because there's shared shared liability. So, um, one default invalidates um, the, the the entire cluster. So, a cluster is made up of you know ten micro traders minimum, ten minimum micro traders. So, if there's one default, uh, the, the the entire cluster. Don't have the chance of collecting money again, right? Right, or accessing funds again from 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 the company. So they are responsible for each other. So a very good example would be uh, so something happened uh, last month. So that's like what was the reason why I decided to take maybe zero point and two percent default, right? So uh, there's a particular cluster group. Uh, a particular lady did not uh, when she was supposed to pay back her loan, she didn't pay on time. I think maybe one or two days. Uh, um, um, default period, and you know what the entire nine um, market women did was to go and lease in the house of that lady, 
just I mean just to make sure that I mean I mean they yeah, did you that. Can, you, yeah. you, can, yeah. you, you can't mess us all up because I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, so so they don't want to pay for 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 a mistake, right? So I mean I mean they need to grow their business and they don't want somebody's um, um, negligence, right? So be the cost uh, you know for them not being able to access funding again, right? So 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 the late siege in the in, in ladies' house, uh, you know, and on the second day. The lady was able to rally around and make sure she pays for the defaults and you know and the and and the funds she's uh yeah the loan she's she's she's, she's owning so 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 that's so for us that, that has been the only um, um default we've had so far so but we anticipate that you know i mean as we grow and uh, as we grow as we get in more clusters as we build in more communities there are going to be default reports uh we are trying as much as we can to to you know to really really reduce the risk and we have a lot of risk uh, um, um, assessment um, measures we put in place so for instance we are partnering with um, a company called uh, credit check so credit check helps update uh, um, your, your customer know those who have really collected um, loans from other uh, microfinance organizations and also if they are lying to you so you run through their VBN or through their phone numbers and you get this information so that's one of our partners even though we have our own internal uh, risk assessment process to that, that we carry out yeah yeah so for us the the um, um, default rate has really 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 been low but that doesn't mean that we're not anticipating uh, default rate you know, you know as we as we increase that scale. All right. So in terms of fundraising now for, for co-trust equity, how has that been? Has this been bootstrapped to date? Have you fundraised? Are you planning to? Yes. So so at the moment we 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 currently uh, I mean both co-founders brought in their their you know uh the the startup capital right so um so from the from very first day to now we've been bootstrapping, right? So uh recycling what's what has been coming in profit, um, revenue, uh, you know, capital has been has been has been recycled, that has been on the recycle process. So but at the moment we're currently trying to raise our proceed. So because the reason for that is we've we've started the model, we see how it works and we work and we're profitable, right? Right. So we're profitable. So we are currently um, um you know, um, in the market, trying to raise our prestige for us to, you know, scale to new locations, get um, 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 improved on our technology, and also, you know, get some some really good uh, um, tech guys behind the scene to really get the job um, going. All right, and I just want to talk quickly about interest rates. You know, how how, how does that how does that work? Uh, because you mentioned something about credit check, so you can know people that have defaulted before. You can be, you can have like your KYC. Um, yeah, these women. This is the first time most of these women have been, you know, having access to financial inclusion. They don't have bank accounts and all that. So, in, in terms of your interest rate, what, what metrics do you use? And if you can talk about it as well, what percentage, what range, uh, do you use? You know, to you know. On, on giving our loans to, to these micro traders and do, do you do for farmers as well or just exclusively on the micro traders okay yeah so so let me start with the second question if we do for, for farmers right yeah we do so so it it, it causes across the the the, the entire um, um micro uh, business value chain so farmers uh, micro farmers, small farmers, um, yeah, micro traders, um, small, small, small businesses. Yeah, so so it cuts across the, the entire 
small business um, um, value chain, either as a farmer or, you know, um, yeah, so it costs across then. Um, so secondly, um, yeah, what interest rate? So because we know that these, these uh, micro business owners, uh, majority of them are on, are on banks, right? Uh, yeah, so on bank and on the bank, right? So, so some of them live in off-grid locations where, where they don't have access to, you know, um, um, financial um, service providers like the formal financial institutions, the banks, and even the, the, the informal financial institutions like those local, um, um, you know, collectors, you know, and the rest, they don't have access to them. So what we do is for the unbanked, the underbanked, the under right? So what we do for them is to uh, put them in clusters. So which was what I explained earlier on, right? So they, they work in clusters and, yeah, and, you know, and the interest rate, I mean, it, 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 it's highly competitive. So what I mean competitive is, um, so we've, we've, we've studied our competitors. We know their, their interest, interest rate. I mean, so, some of our competitors give us, give us as, uh, you know, as, as high as uh, 10% Interested. I mean, it's 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 really crazy, right? A micro trader, you know, collecting loan for as high as as ten percent interest rate. I mean, it's it's uh, you don't want them to be in business if you're doing that, right? Yeah. So, but we look beyond that. So, our interest rates are really, 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 really competitive. But what what defines or what determines our interest rate to uh, uh, as as uh, certain criteria like um, the cluster system? Are they coming in under the cluster system or? that are coming in as an individual to get funding, right? So when they're coming, coming under the cluster system, the interest rate um, um, is, is, is different. And when they're also coming in towards an individual, the interest rate is different. Then also to also look at uh, security. So for instance, uh, if you're coming in as an individual, so we are assuming that you have some form of guarantors, you have, you have a guarantor, and you have some form of collateral, right? So, but when you don't have all of this, I mean, uh, we, we, we discuss with you, we help to understand your, your funding needs and we see how it fits into um, what we're offering. So if it fits in, then, I mean, you get funded, but if it doesn't, right, we just try to put you uh, into a more safe zone, which is cluster. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Kelvin, th thanks for sharing that. Yeah, so, I mean, can you tell us about, I mean, your vision for Cold Trust Equity? I mean, where do you see this company in terms of scale? Uh, I think you've done over 750,000 US dollars in loans yes. now. So, where Revolving. do you see? Sorry? Yes, yes. So, so, so that, that's revolving, right? So, um, I mean, so when I mean revolving, I, I believe in what I mean. So, like, from when we started to, to this very day. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 So, no so where, where do you see this platform? What's your What's your grand vision for for cold trust equity? So, so first of all, we um, we have access to uh, twenty two million. Uh, okay. So let me start with um, the 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 entire micro traders landscape in 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 sub Saharan Africa, Nigeria. You know, being the biggest uh, uh, market share, right? Uh, we have we have 40 million. 40 to 44 million plus micro traders, right? Uh, on the banks, micro traders, right? Currently in the market. So uh, that we have access, as a company, we have access to 51% of it, which is like uh, 22, 21, 22 million um, micro. So we want to be able to achieve this. Uh, want to be able to fund uh, 22 million micro traders, you know, in less than one decade. So between nine and less than 
five, six, or between the next five, six, seven years, right? We want to be able to say we've been, we've provided funding for 22 million uh, micro traders, uh, you know, in Nigeria and uh, and and, and sub-Saharan Africa. Yeah, yeah. So, so for us, that's like a, 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 a high-level vision, right? Yeah, high-level vision. So, um, a, a low-level vision for us um, means that we. We want to have a name. We want to be able to have a name as it has good name uh, in the micro lending space. I mean, in Nigeria, where uh, when you think of micro lending, the first um, name that comes to your mind is Co-Trust, right? The first name that comes to your mind is Co-Trust. When you think of of a micro lending company that that is helping micro businesses, uh, micro traders, businesses, small businesses to grow and expand, the first name that comes to your mind is Co-Trust. And I mean. We in in achieving this too, we want to be also be uh I mean become a unicorn like in the next five six seven years or the next seven years rather, right? Become a unicorn and, and something um everyone identifies with. So yeah. uh, Kelvin, in terms of like uh, your plans uh, going forward, your plans uh, for the future, uh, can you can you also tell us about? like some of like the biggest challenges that you faced uh, as an entrepreneur or as a founder? Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, some of the, the challenges I've faced um, so far involves uh, <laughs> uh, funding, right? I mean, funding and um, um, everyone wants to see you succeed, right? Everyone believes when you, when you succeed, but people don't really, uh, very few understand the processes you the road, the hurdles, you know, um, the road and hurdles you take in getting there. But what they were just going to say is just um, the whole big and, and the whole picture that shows that you have right success, right? So uh, for me, uh, one of the challenges as a, as, as a founder, right, has been um, funding. Uh, so what I mean by by funding is uh, most times I've always, you know, um, get a bootstrap, right? Bootstrap, uh, even though, I mean, things, what we're doing is amazing. You know, people want you to, people want you to validate it over and over again. And, and you know, people don't just want, people don't just want to throw their money uh, on something. They want to see that this thing is really working, right? So, and, 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 and it's the work of every founder to, you know, prove that over and over again to, potential investors, you know, partners. Yeah, so for me, one of the challenges has been funding, funding for me. Then also to another challenge too, uh, for me has been, um, you know, um, attracting the right talents, right? So um, the entire country landscape has placed young people um, in a pedestal where, uh, where they want to get something immediately like they want to get something from whatever they're involving themselves in right so and you know and, and as a founder when you don't have the money to pay you know the, the right talent right you you literally have to become the operations you have to become the, the ceo you have to become the you know the marketer you have to become the sales person you have to become the accountant right so the social media strategy i'm telling you <laughs> yes 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 you just have to put your leg in all of this to make sure that what you're doing keeps going on so you know you get the right fund to attract the right talent and i mean there are a lot of amazing talents out there but you it's 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 challenging getting them to come on board when they're not getting the right incentives right right that would really really 
that would really, really from them. Yeah, that even even if you say you want to offer them equity, right? So when your equity is not equal to to cash in the bank at the moment, right? I mean, they will still, you know, they will still don't want to come on board, right? So so um, because uh, and you know, I don't blame I don't blame most of these talents, right? Because it's what they've they've seen, they've experienced, and you know, everyone and I mean, every young person in this country, you know. Uh, uh, technically, it's fending for themselves, right? So they want to be able to to get compensation on the one from the one when they start working with you, right? So attracting the right talent has also been um, 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 some some form of challenge to for me, right? But I mean, we're getting there. We're getting there. Currently, we have some really good talents that are that are really on some good payroll. So, for instance, I'm not the highest earning um, 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 employee, right? Even though I'm the employer, right? But I'm not the highest any employee in my in 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 full trust equity, right? I have two 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 persons who earn more than me, right? Right. So like my salary is like half of what those two guys are earning. But I mean, I don't care, right? So because I know that uh, we are building something, and these guys are giving in their best. So I just try to make sure that I mean, for now they are compensated, you know, the way they they should be. But as we grow, compensation increases, and we attract more talent. Yeah. So what what can you say about like the growth in uh, in like the funding startup ecosystem in Nigeria for a couple of years and the fintech space generally we have unicorns cheaper cash float the wave pay stack acquisition what's your thought in terms of trends uh, in terms of we can say fintech eating the world <laughs> right now <laughs> you know <laughs> All right. So, 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 I mean, in Nigeria alone, there are, there are over 200, uh, you know, uh, you know, over, over 200, you know, um, finance, prov- uh, finance companies, right? FinTech, um, you know, um, uh, InsurTech, you know, I mean, just these guys that are providing financial self-services. In Nigeria alone, we have about 200 of them, you know, but just, uh, I would say like, like, um, less than, less than, 10% of it is known, right, in the entire uh, fintech, the entire finance landscape, right, in, in sub-Saharan Africa. Let me use like Nigeria is the biggest, has the biggest market, has the highest number of fintech startups, right? So uh, in terms of funding, funding has been crazy, like since 20, like since COVID, right? Funding has been crazy, like right? a lot of, a lot of funds have gone into the space, like crazy funds have gone into the space. And I, and I think that that's one of the motivating factor for some, some young guys coming into the space, even without experience, right? So, I mean, I mean, you know, you know, not until you are in the space, you will not know what some of these guys have done to get to where they are at the moment. Some of, some of them, you know, for like one year, did not even raise, you know, could not even raise, you know, some, some form of USD for, 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 their, for their companies. But after a time, you know, after a period of time, they've been able to prove their model over and over again, and you know, get the right people on board. And you know, once you're able to raise the first, the first prestige, right, it, it gives you some form of um, um, validation, right? It validates you, and you know, it helps you know, and okay, you are you are you are in the right path, and you know, people believe in what you are doing. So, just for context um, sake, let me just give an uh, let me just give an insider information. So, recently we got, um, I mean, in, in this whole uh, prestige uh, process. Right, we got um, um, some really good interest for, from a company um, in in Lagos, right, in Yaba precisely, who wanted to, you know, um, you know, like uh, get some uh, more than fifty-one percent um, 
um, equity, right? In, more than fifty-one percent. Yes, more than fifty-one percent. Yes, yes, more than fifty-one percent. I mean, I mean, so, so, so. <laughs> they want so, to so what you to... I'm telling you, I'm telling you, right, right. So, 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 what they're offering is really, is really mouth-watering. Like, 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 it's amazing. It's something that, uh, that, that you know, any young um, startup, right, who has been in the space for like maybe six to seven months or even eight months, right, can jump at. I mean, I mean, because I mean, young people will tell you that that I don't have one vision, you know. I mean, if I do this one, I cash out, you know, I move on to something very interesting. I mean, I've had a lot of young people say that, a lot of young people say that, and 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 crazy enough, when I talk about my mentors about this, like like they advise me to, you know, I mean, just you know, just take it. You are you are you are an intelligent guy. You, you know you can you know sign sign an, an MOU with them, work for a period of maybe one, two or three years, and you know you move on to something else, or just really get out of the country. You know you and your family just go and cool off, right? You know you have some really good USD in your account that are cooling off from a company, and that means that that you also see that you also have some percentage of the companies too, right? Even though they are no longer the the one controlling, but I told myself very well that I mean we are building something that has come to stay. We are we are you know at the moment now we are not receiving the salaries we were supposed to be receiving. At the moment now you know like technically all my savings you know have gone into risk. The moment actually go back and evaluate why you started, right? So funding in this space has really been amazing, right? So but um, just just very few few uh, fintechs that have been in existence for three years, four years, or five years, and uh, the likes of uh, Flutterwave, Spacetac, Shippakash, you know, and all of these guys, even Lenko, you know, uh, uh, Sycamore, uh, Kuda, uh, Kudina, Na, Namba, you know, you know, uh, these guys, you know, they've been there, they've had their, their, their fair share of challenge, I mean, but now it's something they are proud of, right, right, that is, that is started, and and um, yeah, so guys, young people just need to keep you know, pushing, especially if if they want to be true to to the core reason why they started. They need to just keep pushing. It's it's not really easy. I mean, it's it's. I'm telling you the gospel truth. It's not easy. There are times you will be frustrated, but you just need to keep pushing. You just need to keep pushing. Yeah. So as as we round up, is there any other thing you'd like to share with us? Talk about are you launching a new product, future, just anything you'd like to share with us as as we round up? Yes, yes. So so um so in in um uh, in two months, uh, three months time precise, we'll 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 be launching uh uh two of our products. So one is called uh, Binary Pay Later, right? I mean, it's a very common um, stuff where uh, you are connected to merchants. So so we want to be able to have merchants um, who sells their products, who sells product or products to be listed on our platform. So uh, that is like 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 a side part of what we'll be doing. Uh, so uh, micro traders. So instead of them going us to buy from you know other merchants as they they can just move on the platform to see already registered merchants and you know so the merchants are making money. You know, they want funding. So instead of funding direct to giving fund direct to these small businesses, you know, we can fund the merchant. But at the end of the day, these traders are the ones paying. They get their products. They to run their business and they pay you know their interest rate and processing fee you know and whatever yeah then secondly to uh, uh also in the next three months to uh between now and the next three months 
will also be launching uh, um, uh, Uber. So we call it, uh, we, we, we pride ourselves as the Uber for, for micro learning. So what that means is that we want to be able to give um, anybody anywhere in the country, right? Being located in a rural uh, community, with, uh, off-grid communities, urban communities, suburban communities in the country. We want to be able to give you the opportunity to assess funding right right where you are so for instance if you're, if you're in yaba right so you don't need to go to to uh let's say cms or you don't need to go to uh, uh even through because i mean the, the share boundary so you don't need you don't need to cross to through for you to assess funding right there in your business location you can just you know uh, go on the app go on the trust app filling your your data you know and Right there, you get access to, to to clusters, communities that are within you, and and you know you get paid to to a cluster champion and they do that diligence on you, and in less than one hour, you get funded, and, and you know so those are the two products will be launching uh, in between now and, and very most time. Great, that's amazing. Thank you, Kelvin, uh, for being with us today on Curious. K podcast. It's been an amazing conversation. Thank you to thank you to Collaborate. I'm so so grateful. Uh we did this. I'm so grateful. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed this session. See you guys next time and have a blast. Bye-bye.